0: pa 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 Thank you for having me on, man.
1: Yeah, so my name's Joseph Eklund. Um, I live out in a small town in Wisconsin, actually, outside of town. Um, Like, my neighbors are Amish. I live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I work with my, uh, my friend, Max Kane, uh, who started this company farm match, uh, like eight years ago. And I think that it's part of the solutions that are fundamental, um, to securing food, farming, um, the agriculture system is very vulnerable and it's, when we're thinking about political solutions when we're talking about freedom uh one of the things that's super important that uh sometimes gets left to the back burner is how do you source your food and when we're looking at the times right now when we're just past covid and uh, we notice how some of these people like bill gates have been influencing policy decisions in ways that have been really um, detrimental to human freedom and health um food freedom and you start thing. to notice, what, oh wait what else Bill Gates, what else is there what um, is the other than getting around regulations what are the benefits the of States. going with sort of a decentralized like these approach to problems of centralized um centralized solutions to our problems are creating bigger problems and farm match what we do is we are working to create a network of independent farmers that have a one-stop platform So this is like um, anybody can come onto the platform and find their local farmer, order online, and have it delivered either to a drop location near them or directly to their house. That's how we do things. And farm freedom, the it's really actually about the sustainability um, for all it it, when you actually approach the salute, the, the issue properly, it solves all sorts of problems. So there's the political problems of not being able to decide what kind of food you want and having central authorities advise you and they never do a good job. Look at the food pyramid. Um, which was never scientific and was always pushed by a business interest, um, you know. But beyond the food freedom question, there are the questions of: Is this a sustainable practice, um, both environmentally and economically? Is this, uh, you know, when you're approaching farming, especially in the United States? Because of government and um, consolidated big business involvement in the agriculture system and and the Federal Reserve uh, causing a, a whole bunch of disruptions to the finances of farmers. Uh, and the and the quality of the food system, because people want their prices to remain the same, but the resources are shrinking because the Federal Reserve is allowing uh, the financial interest to steal the actual, um, actual material value. And so farmers have to cut corners in order to keep the prices of the food the same um, as the value of the dollar decreases. But um, when everything became more and more centralized um, using monocrop agriculture uh, with chemicals mainly derived from like World War II chemical weapons, uh, the the use of sustain of self-sustainable uh, farming practices uh, became sort of outdated, so to speak. And this is when uh, conventional agriculture grew, and uh, the organic movement uh, was sort of a going back on that. Is it, it was like, wait, wait, what are we doing here? Let's go back to using you know animal fertilizer for the land. And one of the issues that has been there is the depletion of the topsoil, the creation of of uh, places. You know, with these huge monocrop uh, fields, the ecosystems there—they don't have the uh, microbial activity that creates a healthy uh, environment. The the places for uh, nature, birds, animals uh, to to survive and and have a a well balanced environment uh, have been destroyed. And so, when you hear about people talking about Uh, wanting to save the environment by going off meat or or anything like that, usually they're pushing more of this monocrop agriculture that uses chemicals uh, that deplete the topsoil and basically wear out the resources that we have in the land. And the whole thing is dependent on welfare from the federal government to, to keep itself going. Most farmers, you know, are on a corporate welfare or they're going out of business. Um, so so all of this is completely unsustainable and detached from reality. And so when you go to independent small farms that are using regenerative practices, they're basically using the resources of nature and the balances of of natural processes to create food for their communities. It, it solves all these problems all at once. And, and so what we need is, to essentially bring the modern conveniences, the technology, the distribution, all these sorts of things to match the old world um, natural processes. And and that way it marries the best of both worlds because the old world processes are self-sustaining. They actually build the topsoil, they build the environmental base, the microbial layers, the balances uh, that that make things really healthy. And you have people like Joel Salatin, who's a great libertarian farmer. Uh, He wrote the book, uh, Everything I Want to Do is Illegal. And it's all just about farming and all like processing your own animals and selling them off the farm, uh, doing raw milk, uh, you know, all these different processes that are just totally normal and safe to do yourself. Uh, The. The mono, the monopolistic or or call cartelizing uh, business forces in agriculture and agribusiness have really pushed uh, things like you know pr- processing your own meat, saying oh that's unsafe when really Joel Salatin, uh, I think he was featured in a documentary Food Inc. He uh, brought in the the university lab technicians and they tested. He he was just processing chickens. Out outside, and they found that the surfaces and everything was cleaner than the processing yeah, plants. Yeah, I know. Or, or at least I keep hearing that, like Russia is the number one producer fertilizer, of Is that mainly is chemical fertilizer or they're sending, sending like horse shit everywhere? If you just too. remove the federal okay. subsidies <laughs> and quit making basically being a nat- nat- natural farmer illegal, uh, the whole thing would self-regulate by the market by the by the environmental processes because. You can't do these unsustainable things uh, if you're not basically pumping in a whole bunch of outside uh, things like uh, fertilizers that that are becoming scarce because a lot of them are are based in uh, in petroleum products and these sort of things that that have uh, uh, sustainability issues with regard to geopolitics, basically. No, no. It, it's all it's all based on chemical fertilizer, which is, you know, once again, it's it's an industrial uh, chemical system. They they basically make a bunch of nitrogen um, and and they make it from petroleum products. I don't know the chemistry super well, but essentially the 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 effect of this is that it's basically treating. Uh, it's like treating uh, your body with stimulants as opposed to nutrition. It's like you'll you'll get what you need to a certain extent, but if you're not eating whole foods and instead are eating basically supplement packs, uh, that's not the way your body really works. Your body is healthier when you have um, a much more complex set of ingredients coming in, and that includes microbes and things. So you're actually going to be healthier if you're interacting with uh, so, yeah, a, a, it a like well-balanced the, the set of microbes of as, well as well as like a well-balanced set of foods. Kind of diverse um, and whole foods mom, diet is the science it's almost the same uh, which has basically soil. been this like having of, you know, diverse crops Walt Disney, is, uh, Disney, Bill Gates, you know these that's kind of the way to have a sustainable uh, farm who, who, did these, who did these farmers so prior to farm matcher and
2: you know i'm sure there's um, other similar they don't um, really have uh, things that like that prior to the internet ideas are superior how did these farmers that were running these farms they ignore support um, themselves and their family financially if you know agribusiness that sort of has everything's a lot more complicated than we thought
1: and these traditional uh, diets, traditional practices were, were integrating natural processes that, that made things much more resilient and healthy. Yep. Well, I mean, so, in ancient times, you know, the, there, the cities were never too removed from their surrounding farms. The, the distribution of farming uh, of food was to their local regions. And what happened, um, you know, you could probably f- follow this through the subsidy of the highway system, and and agribusiness and the and the farm bill and all these sorts of things, they have standardized and nationalized much of the industry. And you can look at the grocery store. Just go to the grocery store and look at like where the food is coming from. They're from huge centralized uh, processing plants that make it so that. There's no accountability for the farms. So you don't know which farm your food is coming from. The uh, processing of the food largely destroys the nutrient value and just creates a fuel source. And and you can see a whole bunch of people developing autoimmune and allergic uh, allergy issues growing more and more and more the more uh, they're eating food that doesn't have that. Uh, a a relationship to the soil, essentially, that it's been sterilized. And you can see this with, uh, you know, it's a similar thing to the uh, abolition of peanuts from the home. There was a dramatic rise in peanut allergies. If you're going to create a dramatic erasure of microbes from your life, suddenly people are becoming more and more sensitive to things. Um, But interestingly, the reverse happens to be true about some you know, toxic chemicals in our environment where you're just getting uh, micro exposure more and more and more, Uh, you know, things like uh, chemicals, uh, cleaners, uh, plastics, these things that um, can mess with our hormones and and stuff like that. I mean, you can handle them for a little bit, but our modern society, the amount and the uh, persistence of them in our environment creates a lot of health problems. but to get back to your question about how do people get their the farms, the food to the people, I mean, they were just in the community. Um, so the farms were never that far away. But what has happened is that through um, a lot of these government policies, the farms have been essentially, the small farm world has been largely destroyed. So there's... Um, the, the farms that have succeeded, um, have largely been insider interests. They, they survive off lots of, uh, government contracts, uh, or government subsidies for creating, uh, more wheat, corn, soy, and, and they follow the, um, the USDA, uh, you know policies in order to do that, and it's basically a government subsidized system to uh, consolidate the whole agriculture system, and and different business interests uh, are have participating in writing those rules uh, because the government doesn't know about how to regulate processing meat or or you know, producing wheat or anything like that. So they go to the large agribusiness interests and they say, how do you do this? And how, how should we standardize it? And so it's those business interests that write the pro- the procedures and anybody who might be perfectly safe, but doesn't follow those procedures are selected against. And so because there's subsidies of, of corn, wheat, and soy, largely because of, um, lobbying for things like the food pyramid and and completely erroneous understanding of human nutrition and national programs to make sure that we're feeding everybody a healthy diet of something that's completely unhealthy. Um, it dysregulated the farming system, created these huge farms that uh, supplied uh, major food production factories, and then uh, supplied the f- the grocery store systems and basically reversed um what should be cheap versus what should be expensive if you're going to be to put a whole so, bunch uh, of processing into farm a farm match farmers are able product, to and consumers i mean as increase, a as a city dweller
2: uh, uh i'm price, much more of a consumer than a farmer um, i mean you can see my little dying herb garden behind me lowered <laughs> um, and made it so that these how, essentially so completely that, unhealthy foods this is really um, a way that we can are very cheap help local, local farmers with without all sorts of soy uh, and corn without products. really having to like, drive out the to su- the farm su- and most you know, meet, th- meet the cow face to face and so on and so forth. Whereas
1: good whole foods, if you got them locally, uh, right now they're very expensive. Um, so it, it's it's a really interesting problem. And it's just another example of how the government gets in and in, or, in the spirit of creating a good, uh, just totally disrupts that, the natural flow of things. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and, uh, before farm match, there have been some other uh, solutions, a lot of them have been like directories. So you're like, find your local farmer, and you look on a map and you find that. Um, But what we want is we want to basically completely reset the food system. We want to decentralize the food system. We want it to be as normal for you to get food for, directly from a farmer as it is for you to go to the grocery store. And so in order to do that, what does that look like? Well, for one, in the modern age, you've got to be able to order online. You've got to be able to just go online and say, hey, I need chicken. I need I need milk. I need eggs. I need some produce, and and I don't need. And I need to not have to go an hour out of town in order to get it. So how do we do that? And so what Farm Match does is we work with farms that that basically have regular routes. So uh, some people might be uh, familiar with a CSA model, uh, community supported agriculture. What what those do is people generally like the, the usual, uh, model would be, this is a produce farmer and the community that their customers essentially pay them at a discounted rate for a season's worth of produce. And they would get it delivered every week. And so it's this every week I get a box. And so that that's a distribution model, but it, but the CSA is also a funding model and we will work with those, but that's, a lot of people don't want to get a whole season worth of produce and not have the ability to select what they get, all that sort of stuff. And so, the, but the distribution model's great because the farmer can can take management of the distribution, have that direct customer to farmer relationship, which builds trust and accountability on behalf of the farmer. You, you build a relationship to your food producer, which is really important when we think about uh, you know, securing your food, your food source for potential disruptions, whether it be economic or political, you know, if you have a relationship with somebody who produces food, that's, that's, that's like one of the basics, like some people like to store food in their basement, I think you should have a relationship with a farmer, that's what I think you should have, unless it's going to be like, there is war, and you can't, and the farmer's life is just completely disrupted, like, I think that's way more, it's better for you. It's going to be way more sustainable because that farmer is going to have food past the, you know, six months you might have stores for. Um, But in any case, so with that distribution model, uh, the farmer can take your orders, you know, and basically bring you the food, whatever you want. So... So our farmers are all independent, so they get to make their own decisions. Some of them have minimum orders. Some of them, you know, go on a weekly basis, some go on a monthly basis, Um, some some are private memberships. So this is a very libertarian thing. They, They have pulled themselves out of the public where corporate rules apply and They bring themselves into private membership associations, so basically, it's a private club. You can join our club, and when you join the private club, then the rules of our house apply, not the rules. Yeah, of I think that's US the coolest part
2: of farm matches. Uh, or is, the state, government. I haven't, I haven't, and I haven't this is actually the something yet. that but the, the you coolest know, thing about farm matches, like, you, you know, is like you can order a direct from the farm without having to a order club, you know a 300-dining club. Uh, Quarter, you know, eighth, whatever, it, ca- smoking rules apply and uh, to like, cause you know, I, mean, bars, I live in an apartment, I've got go to a, a small dining club freezer, I, I don't have a deep freezer down in the basement or outside, and um, um, so, uh, they don't, that, I mean, that's, that's been my main, my main hang up with uh, with public. The sort of thing is um, the is so the, these farms will do the amount like of that. food so that I'm able to store. In any saying, given time. Hey, I take responsibility um, for my own the, health. Then again, as and sort of a, they'll want to be prepper. Like I would love to have that you know, deep freeze down in my basement, stuff so. like
1: that. <laughs> um, that <laughs> maybe the government <laughs> so uh, so doesn't think. Yeah, you I, believe you. Have, I believe you. I believe you. Largely because yeah.
2: So according to your LinkedIn, which I stalked you on a little bit, your like educational training is in cybersecurity. Is that right? So how did you, yeah. How did you migrate from that yeah. to sort of the opposite of, of cybersecurity or do they, do they relate to one another? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've got a couple freezers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got hired because of my computer interests, uh, because this is a software company. Um, Max was looking for somebody to help with uh, program uh, development, uh, QA testing, that sort of stuff. I I happened to be old friends with Max. Uh, I was there. He he was being persecuted by the state of Wisconsin uh, for uh, having a you know driving raw milk from a farm to some people who wanted to drink it, um, but. Then ten years later, uh, I was looking for a job, and, and Max uh, wanted somebody to help him work on developing new features uh, and and work on uh, promoting Farm Match. And so uh, I I am studied cybersecurity, which is largely uh, working with uh, securing uh, the infrastructure so that your uh, information, your digital assets. Are secure against outside threats about against uh potential okay, environmental cool. problems. I guess, I guess uh, all a big question like that I that. have
2: is like, and um,
1: if, I would like to, I'm just uh, like take Joe Blow off the street. First of all, how am I finding farm match? Uh, I'm
2: guessing uh, into you know, my work at farm match, a few hundred people this who point, are going to listen I this isn't going like to sustain the, that I'm the business, doing, you know, um, promoting, but then also like, uh, this. How, this excellent How do you recommend solution people who are and like, the fact that, uh, you know, uh, when I was looking at, I can go, I can go stuff, buy Ground I was for, like, okay, you know, $4 I don't a, like the um, government whatever it I'm is now, it might be like 11, crypto. I think actually, but, uh, you know, is this, is this, I, uh, what, what do I is this do economically feasible for in my training for and like your I, average Joe Blow the consumer?
1: Local college, uh, was offering a cybersecurity program. So I was like, Hey, that's cool. I can maybe help. Companies and individuals secure their so their resources against uh, criminals, public or private. <laughs> so i mean when it comes to that there's a couple things involved so for one uh your question is about how are people getting to know this and second is um how accessible is it say economically Um, at this point it's like uh the innovators always uh are pushed a little bit towards the the wealthier markets right um, and that includes uh, proper, you know, I would say that these smaller uh, agricultural uh, endeavors have been oriented more towards those niche markets for the foodies, and foodies put their money where their mouth is. And uh, I'm of the philosophy that if you don't pay now, you're going to pay later uh, because I know lots of people, their life expectancy and their quality of life in, as they get older. Um, Based on whether they eat food like craft foods versus uh, whole foods from a farm. Uh, It's, you know, the the amount of obesity, diabetes, heart disease, the leading causes of disease and death in the U.S. are... Uh, and and real, real quick, just to just to cut in, I, kind of I, I will eating. say that the you and know I mean so, at least
2: here in the Twin Cities, I'm guessing you know, the farmers it, set their own prices. It, it, it depends. At least on here in the Twin Cities, like it's your, not your time much preference whether the grocery whether you want prices, to especially, invest especially you know, in food right now with the, that that the
1: keep inflation you having a um, healthy kind robust of setting life, in in the grocery stores, or whether you it
2: almost feels like the want to the independent farmers are somehow insulated from that a little bit. Is that is that is that kind of baked into this? And then
1: potentially, you know, this is. We're dealing in risk factors, not certainties, but uh, with a higher potentiality having to deal with um, more health problems in the future. And but as far as people getting to know things, I, I would really like to tell you about the next phase of Farm Match. So I, I want to tell you a little bit about Farm Match, give you the whole spiel. So um, go ahead.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, well, I think that with independent farmers is that their prices don't move as fast. So what happens with the main meat markets is it's like, you know charting oil prices they're they're changing things daily on the day-to-day the farmers they're looking at their at their uh business in a in a slower more long-term uh pattern because they're independent they're not charting all the prices every day um and so i mean as their costs rise they will have to raise prices but um it's not the same as i mean a lot a big part of the modern grocery store pricing is the distribution costs. And distribution in the US is insane. Distribution of food in the United States is absolutely insane. You look at, I had a meme and it was uh, pears raised in Indonesia uh, uh, and then like flown to uh, Brazil for packaging and then go back to china in order to be processed and then uh sold in the us like it, it, the the food system right now is absolutely insane as as it's dependent on uh fuel which is a geopolitical uh risk factor um it, it it's it's too risky it's a bad business model and and considering how much it's been consolidated uh, i think it's uh, a great place to have disruption. And what we want to do is, is disrupt it in service of human community. Um, and, and one of the things about Farm Match is that because it's early and our network is fairly small, um, you're going to have less uh, uh, competition but as the network grows, there's going to be more competition and, and farmers are going to um, have a much better uh, price system. Um, so just to give you a, a brief insight into how Farm Match works. Um, Farm Match is a, is a software and web platform for the farms and a uh, marketplace for the customer. So the customer is searching for local food. <clears throat> And they come to FarmMatch.com and they put in their zip code and they find farms that serve their area. Now these farms, they com- they work with FarmMatch if they're uh, regenerative. They don't use chemicals or antibiotics and stuff like that. They're basically practicing organic. Though we don't um, require certification because, you know, we're libertarians. We we think that actually accountability is through the relationship. So it for and. Uh, we are essentially acting kind of as a certifier so they we start with an honor system they say they don't use uh, chemicals and they don't use antibiotics and stuff and then they get customers we drive them customers uh, through the farm match portal and um, the customers are essentially the watchdogs and police of the of the honor of that food and that farm relationship and if the the farmer, does shady stuff, goes back on their word. The customers get wind of it, um, or somebody gets sick who's a chemically sensitive person and raises the red flags. Their whole, uh, their access to this platform, their access to a large portion of their customer base, likely, um, is at risk. And so that keeps them honest. Um, we we offer them all their software, but. The big thing that we offer them is risk free marketing. This is essentially what the grocery stores do. Grocery stores are places for farmers to sell their food. And the farmers uh, are terrible marketers. Generally, they don't know how to market. They barely know how to like they put a sign on a bulletin board, you know, hoping to sell some calves, hoping to sell some beef, you know, like uh, or they go to the farmers market along with everybody else. Um, So what they really need, the farmers have three things that they really need in order to be successful, independent business people in the modern world. They need to be able to uh, manage taking orders and that sort of stuff. And that's what our website does. It it helps them uh, address the needs of the customers that they have. They need to be able to interact with the financial system. So they need to be be able to take payments and doing that through the internet requires things like credit cards and stuff like that. And then beyond that, they need marketing. They need somebody to bring them new customers so that they can do their customer service thing and they can provide them food and get money. And, and the cycle goes on and farm match. We're not professional marketers. We're software people. So how do we solve this problem? Well, we're actually in the midst of the final testing phase of a decentralized affiliate network payout system. And this is aimed, actually aimed at people like you. Um, this is aimed at also any food freedom or environmentalist or, or political freedom activist but also podcasters, health bloggers, all these sorts of things where we can connect the people who are the most passionate about the issues that regenerative, local, decentralized agriculture solve. The people who are most passionate about that have been talking about it forever, but there's no financial connection between them and Joe Blow Farmer in the sticks. Like there's no connection there. There's no way for that farmer to pay like, say, if he got on, if we got connected with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan starts pushing, uh, you know, regenerative agriculture, which he cares about. He had Joel Salatin on, you know, and he he believes in it. He believes in it for environmental, political and and sustainability reasons and health reasons. If he can get paid by each one of these independent regenerative farmers everywhere all over the country and maybe someday the world, then he's going to dedicate more time to promoting that and the farmers are actually going to be getting the investment that they need and get the, the uh, customers that they've desperately been wanting to reach. And so that's what FarmMatch is doing. Uh, We've been focused on building the software that can basically handle anything a farmer wants to throw at it. Um, which is very complex because farms are actually very complex. They, all of them operate a little differently. Their distribution models are crazy. Um, and like I said, some of them are private clubs. Some of them need herd shares. Some of them uh, are open to the public. Some of them are partially open to the public, but have a secret club, You know all these sorts of things. Um, but now we're going to be completely attacking this marketing s- system. We're about to basically go gangbusters, and we're looking for more farms. We're looking uh, for people like you uh, who are interested in this as a as a environmental, nutritional, and political solution. This is essentially ag the agorism. Uh, You know, we do work with the uh, uh, credit card system, and I, I'd like to get crypto involved, but it has its difficulties. Uh, crypto does not accommodate uh, certain aspects of our software as well as I would like. But, um, that, that's something that we can totally solve. But yeah, this is, this is something that I think could be as disruptive, uh, as anything because, because basically when you want to make a major disruption, whether it be business, technological, or political, you need to have the solution invented. So we have the software, we're about to finish the the marketing connection, which I think is the real solution. Everything about FarmMatch is is going to synergize to to be this ultimate solution for independent farms uh, connecting to the wider world. Um, But if nobody knows about it, it's going to die on the vine. So people need to know about it. And even just in a vague way, they know that it exists, just like people know Bitcoin exists, but they don't necessarily, you know, they're not going to do anything about it. Um, It has to take the third aspect, which is the pain point that the solution solves gets bad enough. And so... um, any revolution acts this way. People like, no, oh, you know, even if it's a bad solution, if people, uh, if it's been invented uh, and it's and and people know about it as the solution to this problem, and the problem gets bad enough, people will be all become socialist and and the world will dive off a cliff. Uh, but with crypto, you know, as inflation gets worse and or the U.S. defaults you know, people will flood to crypto and, and, alg- you know, and, uh, hard monies as the solution because they know that it exists and it actually solves the problem or it purports to,
2: that's a, that's so a yeah, message in this place I, I think, where, um, the that's agricultural kind of cultural system, the original vision the of the is, uh, doesn't pay to for know,
1: monocrop agriculture, ways to, the whole to get system around falls. the kind of inevitable the whole collapse, I guess.
2: Um, and uh if so fred bj put up uh allows, so she's uh, a new customer at uh, farm match to work with a fertilizer 47 she got like 4 pounds of meat half a gallon uh, of raw goat milk to their local pound uh, of and ways that so, they uh, can manage independently oh it's some frozen squashes, squash as well can get so yeah i mean that's uh, access yeah, it's to customers a- Few dinners Without, actually, so you know, uh, and I know she's by marketers she's you know, like I mean, she's you, a single woman, like, so forty seven dollars uh, you know, um, that's going to go a, a long way for one person. Uh, you know, every family's going to be a little more, but um, pe- still, that's uh, it uh, that seems really solution. reasonable to me. Sort of the benefits and everybody grocery gets, shopper you know, in my healthy, house, healthy, wealthy, uh, and wise, while the that system seems like falls apart
1: around them.
0: yeah man sounds like dinner
1: <laughs> yeah man, that sounds great
2: um so yeah. I, I i'm assuming that like you know if a farmer joins farm match you're not you're not like you're not you're not right. binding and, and them and to some of sort that, of like, non-compete uh, so or anything like that. that like they can uh, they can also allergic reactions if, if farm, to milk if, if in the grocery store because second, it's been ultra pasteurized you know, and which uh, both, uh, disrupts and the
1: chemical structure of it whereas this uh raw milk that that they have uh that is the natural stuff you know a lot of people who thought they were allergic to milk will will drink raw milk and it'll be fine um, and the lactase, it's already got the microbes that are digesting the lactase or the lactose. Um, you know, the, this stuff, it's like old world solutions that we didn't know we needed. We just created a bunch of problems by accident. No. Yeah, man, um, where we want to provide you so much value, like, I, I think that what we do, what we will have in our contract is that if we brought you a bunch of customers, that when you leave, you can't just take those customers, like that, that that would be a violation of our of the purpose of what we're doing. But as far as like, even some of our largest farms we, we have a couple farms, uh, that, that ship nationwide for people where we don't have a farm on our network yet. Um, and one of them is I think Miller's organic farm. It's like a network of Amish farmers that have, um, that have a, a administrator cause these guys, they don't, they don't use technology. So they have to have somebody else manage their web store and all that sort of stuff. But, they don't just list on Farm Match. They they list on uh, I forget what the other one was, but it's it's they have they have somebody else who who runs their own Miller's Organic Farm store, and they're working fine on both of them. We we don't we're not worried about that. We're we're worried about actually providing a solution and being the best at it, and and that's why we're putting all of our chips on this uh, decentralized affiliate marketing situation affiliate network because the big problem that independent farms have is getting new customers because most of them are doing things like putting up a sign on a bulletin board because they, or, or, or they get a website and they pay way too much money because also we're cheaper for the farmer than any of the other solutions because we think that we should make all of our money, making sure that they're successful, not because we made them a nice website. You know, it's like, they can end up with a really nice website but how does anybody find it you know if you have a nice website nobody knows about it you have to have good like you know web op you know uh search optimization all these sorts of things you basically have to get a master's in marketing when you're out there trying to manage your crops and your animals like that's not what you're about like so and so what do they usually do they usually uh contract with a marketing company, company. <laughs> or, or somebody build a website and invest. A I know. I was like, wait a second. It's handsome. to themselves. Yeah.
2: Uh, so and what about scale? I know you guys, they're actually so going to get any, I, like, I searched uh, code a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think the there's like four or five uh, farms that. in my area that like, are offering are those um, clicks, a lot of them are those, were sold is out of stuff that, that I would want to buy. is that, has that become a problem more and more as more and more consumers are here? You're going to spend the same amount of money. Uh, you know so i mean obviously there's more is, consumers than no, there are farmers if a marketer is um, worth their salt how how are y'all they're handling going to, the scale you know issue? put out th-
1: their their link or whatever and drive you new customers and based on their sales you'll you'll spend but you know you can if they don't have risk then they're willing to to reward marketers ha- uh health healthily you know wealth you know uh what's the word i don't know handsomely that's the word ah oh, man Yes, it's answer.
2: Yeah, you you mentioned you you mentioned Rogan earlier. I was like, oh my god, that's gonna, that's gonna put them out of business. Dell BigTree is also another kind of big name, especially in this space. So yeah, um,
1: I think that the. The bottleneck is definitely in getting new farms on, um, and part of that is definitely like us doing our job in in notifying the the farms because frankly, like uh, Max Kane, uh, my boss and my friend, uh, he was just on the high wire with Dell Big Tree. We got like dozens of new farms calling us up and getting. Yeah, well, we're actually having an event uh here next month uh with Del Bigtree. Uh he's coming to speak. We're also having Joel Salatin and Sally Fallon, the OGs of the health and farm freedom movements and sort of like this this almost this passing of the torch thing. It's the the party's called Max Cain's party. It's a sort of elite event that uh, he's having on his farm. But it's like the OGs. So Sally Fallon, she's the president of the Weston a price foundation. And that's like the, Oh, that's the, the original, like health freedom, people, the people who are Uh, talking about, we're talking about, about scaling, uh, the messed up dentistry, the, the, um, the, the depletion of nutrients in in farm foods and things like that. And, and how the, the food pyramid was all back up, uh, upside down and all that sort of stuff. Like they were doing that for a long time. And then Joel Salatin, uh, he's the regenerative libertarian farmer and, and they're going to be there. And we're also going to, uh, uh, have Dell big tree and, and others that are moving forward. I'm, I, I want to get Thomas Massey, but he doesn't like leave, Kentucky or or DC, but I I got to see him at the at the rogue food conference. Um, But anyway, um, man, I I lost my train of thought. Uh, Okay, yeah, so scaling, we definitely need to do that. Um, But I think it's largely a question of farms don't like to change unless they can see uh, a certain level of certainty. And and as we have this this customer problem that they will start signing up like that, that's the way I see it is that farms are a little bit more slow to do these sorts of things. That's why the prices are more stable with these independent farms. They're like, I'm not sure if things have really changed, you know, like they're I don't know if it's a constitutional thing for people who are like to work with the land and work with cows, like they just like to move a little bit slower. (laughs) Um, But but I definitely think that that's going to be an issue, Um, but I think it's a transitionary. It's a transition issue. And and that's that's the case with every technology. There's going to be instability. In the in the signal it, with cell phones when they're like this big, and e- people are paying three grand for this phone and it barely works. Um, but I think that we have a few years um, to get this thing ready for when the federal government is not able to pay monocrop agriculture. <laughs> like I, I'm I'm worried about that. I and and I think that this is a way for a lot of people to have to, to really build that transition. And once that's, that problem really spikes, um, a lot of these farms are going to have seen all these other farms that have made it, that have transitioned successfully, that have followed, uh, the steps like Joel Salatin has shown that, that you can use the same amount of land, uh, that people say you can produce this much corn on and, you know, and this much soil, you can produce more food using regenerative practices with proper rotation and, and things than than you can using conventional agriculture. It's all a bunch of lies that they've been putting out. You just need to actually uh, treat the land responsibly so don't over abuse it and, and do proper rotation because that causes the grass to pull more carbon dioxide out of the air and solve climate change and all that. <laughs> but you can't do it if you're over grazing. It, it doesn't work with the plants' repro- uh, production cycle but um, these farms are going to see that these that these systems work and that the farmers are not keeping 40 cents on the food dollar. they're keeping 80 cents on the food dollar. So we want these farmers to be really economically sustainable. We want the we want the other farms and the upcoming farmers, these people who really love who, who I know tons of people who want land and want to do farming, but they have to work a second job in order to just start because there's so much risk involved in getting started. If we can be basically being ready for them so that once they have basically got their act together, they've got like 20 households that they've been supporting. So they've done it for like two years. Then we can take from that from that 20 to, you know, two to 500 in the span of a couple years, you know, that they can really like, they know what they're doing. um, And then they can ramp up and they go from that 20 to 120 to 400, you know, like they can actually, once they get their systems down, they, they can uh, grow, but um, a lot of these farms, they're very reticent uh, to to take on new things. And and there I feel are like there's a, a lot, lot of companies um, that are doing similar things to so us you've, that aren't you've so doing far the marketing side but are business interests software and, and sustainability and, and climate
2: change and you know, um, they, you know kind of all of these sort the of lefty buzzwords and, and or at least I don't know if sure there were lefty it. Um, On the other hand, farmers tend to be conservative. And, and that makes me uh, a little irritated. You know, so, Obviously, you've uh, just kind of been I think about how they're personally conservative, but they're, they're also the system, conservative. Yes, it's going um, to go through
1: pain points. It do you goes feel like that this is sort of a bridge building
2: um, organization? Or, I see or, uh, I that movement, notoriety a movement.
1: is a huge factor when it comes to uh, a farmer being able to uh adopted they're like oh i've heard about it and i've heard it was successful when that starts to become normal for them Is that then there's a major flood of well, people I think and we're already starting okay. to see that
2: oh i'm i'm thinking of nature's own i think <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> yeah Well, yeah.
1: I mean, so I, I come from the this area of Wisconsin where um, Organic Valley started. You know the brand Organic Valley? No, no. It's like milk and orange juice. You go to the grocery store and you find, uh, a, I would say most, yeah. So Organic Valley, they, they sell like cheese and, and milk and, and stuff. They're basically a large co-op. They span the US and they started here. And part of what that was, was this bridge between farmers that old dairy farmers that hadn't yet transitioned to conventional, or they just saw that their neighbors were like, these are old world, they they hadn't yet transitioned, this was in the 70s. And they're like, I'm not sure about this whole, this whole idea. And then there were these hippies coming out from the Twin Cities. And they wanted to go hide in the, you know, it's very hilly around here and you can hide in a little tight valley and grow your pot. And they were interested in organic agriculture. And the fusion of these two movements are of these, of these very conservative dairymen who had been living in this area for generations and generations and generations with these uh, sort of hippies who wanted to you know, hide in the in the woods and smoke their pot and and grow some food and get back to the land and be very sort of the 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 new left of the time. Um they formed a co-op together and it built this bridge. And uh, now we have around here the alternate hicks, which are like essentially the the organic rednecks. Um and you have people like Joel Salatin who is both a uh, you know, a conservative Christian, but a wacky renegade libertarian uh, uh, who is an environmental activist, uh, these things all all come together. And, and really like when I approach uh, the more conservative Christian types, it's like you're treating God's garden with the respect that a reverent person would. Like we don't just abuse earth. God, this gift from God is, is actually something that we have responsibility for. And if we have responsibility for it, we just don't exploit it. We actually, uh, integrate with it. We honor the, the, the magical aspects of nature. And we say, wow, this works really well. And if we can actually, um, almost take nature and, and understand it well enough to, integrate with it properly then we create an agriculture system that that harmonizes with nature and actually creates more health and more robustness I, I think it like i I'm an artist I, I I write music and stuff and one of the things about about any aspect of human life and and nature and and art and all these sorts of things is that it's not just doing what I want. If I just do what I want, it can sound really crappy. But if I'm you know, improvising or I'm writing something, I'm actually trying to hear what is right. And what's right is actually kind of outside of me. It's like, I do what I want and it's like, oh, that sounds crappy. And then I change it a little bit and it's like, oh, that's what I'm looking for. That's it, Eureka. It's actually this, this idea, it's, almost, it's a spiritual idea that that when we integrate with with the whole we actually reach outside of ourselves and we create from like we infuse this this true thing with a little bit of what's us what's myself and that's what creates my art when we're talking about agriculture we take what's the human we we create the garden out of nature nature has this beautiful crazy um almost uh sometimes cruel sometimes epic uh world and we create a little bit of order and we and we integrate the systems a little bit more harmoniously we take the fertilizer in a more regulated way and we integrate it suddenly the microbes everything <laughs> all right becomes well healthier. so that's that actually becomes, is a pretty good segue into sort grow, of the other topics that i wanted to struggling. talk to you about
2: um, um we can make so you're uh, you're active Earth in like anthropos even more right? beautiful
1: by understanding all the different parts of it and, and working with it. But if we just uh, wow, essentially okay. feel very self-interested and, and, and so narrow I have our focus read, too much, uh, we create of, things like, like on theosophy,
2: culture, which, which is sort of the predecessor to the land, right? And not honoring it. So and, yeah, and can you, aren't can you maybe just kind of describe run. it? I, I've, and I've we'll, only read the Wikipedia page We'll pay for, like it. The we'll pay for it sooner or later, you
1: know? And then it's with things like farm match this fe- to me, it feels like Noah, like the rains are going to come. It's going to be a flood. We better get ready. You know, everybody get on farm match. <laughs> <You know. Yep.
2: laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been immersed in, in Anthroposophy since I was a child. Um, so do you know anything about Anthroposophy? Yes, yes. So, so theosophy was, uh, you know, largely an infusion of Indian philosophy, and and it had a large boom in Germany, um, I guess, towards the end of the 19th century, right? And um, Rudolf Steiner was a philosopher, engineer, and uh, clairvoyant, who, (laughs) who was brought into the Theosophical Society for a little bit. He wasn't really a member so to speak, but he they had him talk and he was describing um, essentially the nature of reality. And, and he actually wrote a book called Theosophy, um, which might not fully be what the, the theosophists like, but I think a lot of them would probably resonate with it. But it's essentially the anatomy of the human being not from a materialist perspective. So with, to just really briefly go over something like theosophy, it's like, okay, we we're physical beings, right? We're made of chemistry in, in physicality. But if you're just dealing with chemistry, with the laws of entropy, or is it a, a, a corpse and and me being alive, there isn't much difference. Um, there's just a certain level of activity that's not there. So there's something qualitative to life um, that's different. So that's a subtle thing that uh, might be a little different. Then then there's the question of experience, consciousness, uh, the way animals are conscious. Um, So so a rock is different from a plant. A plant is alive, and a dead plant or a rock, they're just chemicals, minerals. a, a, an animal has this weird thing called experience consciousness um that's different from plants plants have uh, response systems and um, some people think that they're sentient but it's in, in much I would say at least a, a sleepy way <laughs> um and 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 then human beings um we have a sort of ego individuality that that Steiner talks about being like, we each have our own biography, and this biography is like the story of ourselves. And when you think about a story, the idea of that person is as different from the idea of somebody else. Like the idea of, of Albert Einstein and who he is and his biography, his story, is as different from uh, from Cleopatra's biography, and her story, it's as different as a duck is from a chicken. And he's basically saying that a duck and a chicken, they're both birds, they're both living beings. But the idea of them is as different like a duck and a chicken. They're, they're related, but they're different. They're, they're the species of them are different. And so what he basically said is that, you know, we have physicality, we have life, We have experience in our soul is the term that he used is soul. And then spirit, spirit is the ideas itself. So spiritual things might be things like ration, rationality, um, math, uh, goodness, beauty, the, the archetype to almost use a platonic sense, the archetype of a thing. So the archetype of a chicken, the archetype of a duck, the archetype of me, And the archetype of you um and that that we each have that individual spirit that individual idea because of the nature of our biographies and and these sorts of things and so he basically said that humans are are uh essentially threefold we have body soul and spirit so that's the physical the experiential and it's interesting that the experiential is not the supreme the supreme is the spirit. So it's like when you have a soul experience, so say hedonistic pleasure, you're trying to avoid pain and gain pleasure. If that is superior to the idea of goodness or honor or, uh, or doing what your, what your duty is to, your, to those around you, there's something sick. There's something ill about that. That's wrong. We and we can tell. Like that. No, that doesn't. That's not right. And I'm sensing something outside of myself, a spiritual concept. That, no, no, that's not right. Awesome. Even though I um, might want so it to be. So where right, can people I go to find like more uh,
2: information on that if they'd like to? And, Is there like a that's, website? that's sort of the one of the first the book. uh,
1: books that he has theosophy, and and then from there he he has a whole book about. Uh, oh, cool spiritual activity is the foundation for freedom or it's basically freedom from uh that, that 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 spiritual idea of me uh being superior yeah. to my soul is what
2: gives it's, me freedom it's kind of it's kind of one of the because like, then i can you know, overcome given the given the era when it do was what kind of is actually truly um, true coming to me. about uh, and I'm, then I'm it's actually it, I guess. although my, my you know steiner's
1: in reality. what His Wikipedia freedom, page says that he was sort of an anti wilsonian sense, so that, freedom that's freedom in the Brownie points in, uh, there. In the um, existential sense.
2: I think we can all agree on that.
1: <laughs> uh, um, well, you can go to rsarchive.org. I think they have like audiobooks of this stuff. You can go to um, the, anthrop- look up the Anthroposophical Society. Um, I don't know. It's that's, they've been around since the twenties or, or the turn of the century last, so over a hundred years. And John. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well no he said that that uh wilson was one of the worst uh beings to incarnate at the time and and we look at and we look at that in the history and he was saying it when it was happening when when wilson was quite popular um that that he was essentially helping to birth a uh, a, a kind of a demon you know if you're saying he's speaking in spiritual terms people want to put it in like you know in sort of materialistic terms, when I talk about a demon, I'm talking about yeah, like Max communism just about is a say, demon. I was just communism about to say, it sounds a like a spiritualization entity of Stirner. That destroys the health of humanity. And, and you know, an angel might be a a, a structure that that exalts right. humanity. We've been, we've been so going for a like while. Your brain's probably,
2: uh, probably uh, getting worn we out We can look,
1: look at it. We can resonate with it. It's all right. Um, I know. But, <laughs> you know, Wilson was essentially... <laughs> uh, 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 um a, cool well a uh, um, I'm, of I, a I'm a fan of sterner uh, so i'm probably a fan of Steiner too. Of i'm also a fan of sort of and, the esoteric hell um,
2: age that life we're entering which we don't have time to get and, into but i've talked about it I, that length, gives so, points in my uh, it sounds like too, steiner's probably yeah. and he was, my i'd like uh, he, to check him out he considered himself um, an anarchist i'm trying to think if there's anything um, else i'm really looking forward to was first exposed to anarchism program getting spread up with match farm match let me know when it does uh uh spooks man Okay. Awesome. Do you want to, you want to plug your LNC stuff? Mm, yeah.
1: And, and he talked about, um, this oh is in man. the, this is in the libertarian. Oh, man, my words body, are starting um, to lose for, me. I'm, for my listeners who yeah. have
2: no idea what we're talking about and want to turn off the podcast. Uh, this is, <laughs> yeah, we, we saved yeah. The, the hardest and most interesting stuff until I'm tired. Oh man.
1: yeah
2: yeah
1: oh i'll put you on the list
2: and and that's that's the that's the big thing for me as far as sure uh, yeah like, man i left the uh, i left uh, the sort of to poly- six, political side of uh, things the northern midwest back. i figured um, you know and, with you know the the yes, freedom yes. cell network that BJ is 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 bringing up um, has done a ton to, to help hey, kind man. of spread the word as and far I as totally respect the freedom. That. Movement, you know, but I think that you know everyone. there is room um, also but, for political. But we do. Um, we would like your support. If not, what I, if not, like, I want solutions, to at least do is mucking up the do your market gears activity, little bit, so.
1: whether you whether you have permission or not. I would like to try and make it so that nobody bothers you. Um. Now that that's one of the reasons why i think we both agree maybe farm match and solutions like this might be in some ways the real foundation and the libertarian party stuff is we're trying to make it easier for you to do your thing And and even just say say with the Mises Caucus and and our uh, different approach to the
2: political system,
1: we can use the political system as a great educational and messaging. Awesome.
2: Well, uh, uh, so you're going to be in Reno. Right? I'm going to be in Reno. And, if and we, any and of that my listeners have are going be to be in to be Reno. In make sure to with come the up. Political uh, actions. Shake my hand, be, give we a Joseph. We a hug. are spreading um, libertarianism. We're spreading can, uh, a can new you way build to build the community about what government's role is, if any.
1: And. We can point I have the way way really struggling with the question um, of like what say, so, you know, I you know you am on the national stage. I'm probably going to um, end up talking about kind of farm construction, which of will be what a solution someone left or right uh, to these national uh, problems. You that the question outside are some people politics, better than others? And I've never been able to answer that question, uh, built by um, like objectively better. What does that even mean? Like better people's lives. And I think, uh, so I was talking to
2: somebody else, and he was like, no, 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 the better at what things you know, there's a city that you're designed to ask there. Like, I don't think he actually. Like, Means some people are better. Go like, with it. Just being and human. How we can go. And I, I don't really know. Like maybe there is sort of a purpose uh, of being human. And for me. The, the the answer to that question, and you feel free to weigh in on this, because um, I, I do. I've been asking a lot of the guests that question. Um, I'm kind of honing yeah, yeah. in on though the answer to that question being building community. It's sort of what separates us from other species. Like you know, obviously wolves have packs and and so on and so forth, but um, it doesn't really work in the same way that a human community works. Um, do you do you, I mean, do you have anything to riff on as far as that goes from a, <laughs> either? uh anthropos anthroposophic or just joseph eklund yeah, speaking out the top right. of his head standpoint hmm
1: It's interesting. I, I was just having a, a conversation with a an interesting sounding left libertarian uh, who has contacted me from the Radical Caucus, and we were talking a little bit about collectivism versus individualism, and they said that they were you know somewhat in the middle about you know collectivism versus individualism, and and really what it is is that collectivism that in human collectivism we can understand what a healthy versus what a sick collectivism is. And that is how uh, it integrates with individuality. Because we're spiritual beings, it's not about the biology itself, where an ant colony or or wolf pack is just for survival. We're actually about what is the good, what is our destinies as individuals, and how does that work together with the collective? A proper functioning family, uh, integrates the individualities and actually brings out um, the the individual in a way that that um, that isolation, or, or in surface level interactions, they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow, they wouldn't be allowed to reveal themselves, it actually through depth and connection, we become more, and we it allows uh, who we are to reveal itself more even to ourselves in our experience. And so um, I think that this idea of community and collective, uh, it really has to do with well, who are we as an individual and who are we as a community? What are we aiming at? What is our what is our purpose a- on Earth? And you talked to, and you said like, it, are, is a person better than another person? Is there one standard to say what makes a valuable human being? In some ways, yes, and in some ways, no, because Uh, humans are different. We, we know that humans are different right from when they're born, like different children act completely differently, even if you try and treat them the same. Um, and so having a certain purpose, um, you know, you might, you might, uh, be more or less able to go fulfill that. But in some ways, being a human being does have some universals does have some universals that that say like if i am a an honorable person if i try to support my community if i try to fulfill a purpose-driven life um that that honor that that fulfills certain like and and i fo- i focus on the spiritual very much so because because they are um truths that are eternal outside of the individual experience and they're subtle they're not physical and these and these truths you know goodness truth beauty these sorts of things yeah. if i can serve I think that, those yeah exactly exactly and, and um and you right, know jordan awesome. peterson well, he talks about um <laughs> just, how do i think about quite what's possibly good? Well, the worst person of me. the last 200 or so years for, at least uh, uh joseph thank partner, you so much for joining me why don't you drop family, whatever plugs you want to unity um, we'll uh i can focus on what's good for my nation or, or wider society and, and humanity at large. I can think about that and then my, for my environment and, and everything else, I can think about that for what's good for, for that right now, tomorrow, in long into the future. It, and as those stack up, it reveals something about what is good as far as my purposeful action. And some people, all right, better well, I'm going to
2: put a link to farmatch.com at the very least without the affiliate links.
0: Wilson was bad at it. Wilson was terrible at it.
1: Yeah, man. Well, right. if you want to,
2: thank you so much, Joseph. Yeah. I will see I'm you in a couple Facebook. of weeks in Reno on, and until I'm then
1: kind of do Twitter passively. I like stuff. Um, I I'll be sharing my farm match uh, affiliate link when it's up and, and I will share it with you and I will uh, help you uh, do it as well. I uh, give me a little bit of time. I've got to test this thing real thoroughly and, and then I'll get it out there and, and maybe we'll, we'll hook up again and we'll share it. Yes. And, and, and especially if there are any farmers out there, it's really true. I want to bring more farmers on uh, main things. Don't use chemicals or antibiotics and no GMOs. And then it's about the distribution. Do you manage your distribution yourself through drop locations or home delivery on a regular basis?
0: Thank you, man. Have a
1: great one something about what is good as far as my purposeful action and some people are better at
2: that yeah i think that yeah exactly exactly um all right wilson awesome. was well, bad at it wilson was terrible <laughs> just, at it <laughs> quite possibly the worst person of the last 200 or so years at least uh joseph thank you so much for joining me why don't you drop whatever plugs you want to um uh, and then we'll get out of here
1: yeah, man. Well, if you want to, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I, I kind of do Twitter passively. I like stuff. Um, I, I'll be sharing my farm match uh, affiliate link when it's up, man. And I will share it with you and I will uh, help you uh, do it as well. I, uh, give me a little bit of time. I've got to test this thing real thoroughly and and then I'll get it out there And and maybe we'll, we'll hook up again and we'll share it.
2: All right, sweet. Well, I'm going to put a link to farmmatch.com at the very least about the affiliate links. And and
1: especially if there are any farmers out there, it's really true. I want to bring more farmers on Uh, main things. Don't use chemicals or antibiotics and no GMOs. And then it's about the distribution. Do you manage your distribution yourself through drop locations or home delivery on a regular basis?
2: All right, sweet. Thank you so much, Joseph. I will see you in a couple of weeks in Reno. And until then, thanks. Thank you, man. Have a great one.